Welcome to Becoming Unshakable with Sarah Wolf and Patri Delahunty. The purpose of this podcast is to empower you to improve your life and become your own coach. Together, we will guide you through mindset techniques and psychology tools that we have applied to change our own lives and to help others do the same. During these episodes, we'll be taking you through mindset exercises and practicalities so you can feel free to get your journal and your favorite pen and take some notes along the way. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 12 and today we're going to be digging into self-worth, all things self-esteem and building yourself up for success so that you can actually feel good within yourself and basically create the life that you want. And the reason we're doing this one is because self-worth is just so incredibly important when it comes to actually living the life that you want in the way that you want to, not putting up with things that are not for you anymore, releasing the unnecessary noise and also just step into that version of yourself that you are absolutely in love with, that you accept, that you are so connected with and just embracing your higher self, inner self, whichever way that you like to indicate it, call it, think it, believe it. And that is basically what we're going to be talking about. It's going to be very, very juicy to stay right until the end. And again, Anytime that you want to connect with Sarah or I, just message us on Instagram. We're always here to say hello. And if you want to just basically tell us your story as well or anything that you found helpful, you can let us know. And don't forget to hit the subscribe button. We're not very familiar with that kind of stuff, but we're getting there. (laughs) So we're going to dive right in. And we're just going to basically exchange some information that not only that we have used, but also information that we use for our clients to help them, to guide them, because we are very much aware that confidence, self-worth, like seeing yourself as worthy of what you desire, be it a relationship, a career or a business, is can be quite difficult. It can be really difficult when we have had these old programs running in our minds constantly. And we also need to realize that our minds are not here to be our enemies, but we need to befriend them. We need to make it. We need, We can actually create this version of us that actually has their mind as a friend, as opposed to somebody that's constantly like attacking them, having some negative talk, self-talk, and that is not serving them basically. So what we can start with is just basically talking about what would happen if you continued to embrace your life with low self-worth where you actually felt unworthy of creating the things and attracting the things that you truly want to. So what would happen is that you would allow these programs to just keep going on in your mind that keep saying that you are not worthy, you don't deserve this. Why would you have those desires, for instance, on your vision board or written down when you don't even feel worthy of them because you got treated a certain way when you were either a child, teenager or in your 20s or 30s? So why on earth you? Why you? Why would you get to have this? And if that program keeps going on in your mind, what happens is that either you will not attract or create the thing that you want to experience or you will attract it in like a way that does not serve you. So for instance, let's say that you are trying to create a really healthy, loving relationship and then you see that you attract someone kind and then what ends up happening is that it ends up being really messy. They don't treat you the way that you 
wanted to or wrote down. And the reason for that is because you did not release the sort of programs in your mind that were created before right so say you had this program saying well like you don't deserve to be treated well because your dad or your mom treated you this way or when you were a child you were bullied or with this 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 that and the other so if we keep that programming in what happens is that we invite that situation again without even noting without even knowing, without being aware that you're attracting the same type of treatment again and again, whether it's in a job or wherever it is. So that is a bit of a pattern that shows up in toxic ways. If we don't do the inner work and dig out, basically what you see is, for example, if you see a plant growing, it's great, it looks beautiful, but underneath, we need to understand that there are roots, then we have our root there. And our root is very prominent, like our first seven years of our lives are the most important because we're absorbing, we're like sponges, and our subconscious mind is just basically being created there. There's a lot of things being absorbed into your mind and we need to be super super conscious of what is in there already and what tells you what you are worthy of and what you're not worthy of so if there is that sort of thought pattern that why would I deserve this you could be telling yourself every single day of your life that yeah of course I get to have this I deserve this but if there are wounds underneath that tell you that you are not worthy of attention of love of infinite just joy, like all of these beautiful things that you want to experience and your previous circumstances are telling you, literally screaming at you that, well, I didn't get this treatment before, so that's not true. Then we're going to have an issue there. So what we can do is get evidence. Our mind loves evidence. There's this thing called, basically, I'm not going to get too much into it, but like basically we need evidence for our minds to actually believe us, to believe our statements, affirmations and indications and new beliefs that we are ultimately worthy and deserving of good treatment, of healthy friendships, of healthy love, of a great career that you ultimately do deserve. But we're not here to convince us because we already know that. We already know that you're amazing, that you are infinite, that you're literally worthy of success, of lots of money, of lots of love. But it's your mind that you need to convince. It's your body that you need to basically remind that it is safe to experience things that are good for you. And if your body feels safe believing that, then it's okay. But if your body has reminders that it has been mistreated, whether it's, for example, psychological abuse or whether it's bullying, whatever it is that you call it, whatever you've experienced, then we need to make sure that your body understands that, that it is actually safe for you, firstly, to treat yourself like that. And then the rest of it will float. So if you're starting to treat yourself the way that you believe and you start to believe that you deserve, then the rest will show up for you. So that's the way it works. It can't go the other way because we're not here to wait to be saved by either another partner or by our job or by our business. We're not here sitting here with our our arms crossed waiting for someone to save us and make us feel worthy it doesn't work like that it's actually the complete other way around and I'm sure you know that already by listening to this podcast if you've been listening to it for a while or if you follow us but it's about embodying that because if we do not embody that self-worth and we actually feel worthy 
then we can read all of the self-development books that we want to. We can read all the healing books that we want to. We can listen to all the meditations, get the Reiki, get the crystals, all of the stuff that you would like to do. But it's not going to work if you're not actually healing the wounds and actually doing the work that makes you feel worthy every single day. I mean, as simple as listening to your needs, as simple as listening to what food your body needs, like what exercise your body needs, you need to really start to listen to yourself because if you don't, that worthiness is never going to be embodied and felt in your body. And your inner child will always be basically looking for reasons as to why you are so unworthy and deserving of the the great life that you actually deserve. So that's basically my introduction. I'm going to run through a few resources that I give to my clients as well in a minute. But before I go on, if you're sick of listening to my voice, here is Sarah to get you back on track. (laughs) Oh my God, stop. I was loving that. It's so true. Everything you just said really resonated with me there. Self-worth, it's a big, big, big feeling. It's a big manifestation feeling as well because if you guys are into laws of attraction, law of abundance, everything else like that, you'll know that the universe will test you along the way. And when you can show the universe, no, I deserve better. All of a sudden you get what you've always wanted. And I'm actually going to, I'm going to give you a different spin on self-worth from a client experience point of view. It just reminded me of it when we were talking about that. And it's actually got to do with dating, which is obviously very, as we said before, relationships is very topical for clients and wanting better relationships and wanting to be treated better. And also to have more self-worth, whether that's saying no, people pleasing, you know, getting rid of all that stuff, uh, better dating, better intimacy, even with their partner, all of those things. Right. But in this client example, she had been through four or five dating experiences that had really, really got to her self-worth in terms of now really tore her down. And we've all been there, Patrick. You openly say you've been there in a past relationship. I have definitely been there as well. The emotional abuse, all of those things. But anyway, she had this going on. Like I always say, the life clock, when you look back, she probably had it going on for a good few years, maybe from 18 onwards up until like early 20s. And then she almost stopped. She just was like, okay, I'm disassociating. I'm not the kind of person who dates. I don't get treated well. And all these things. So like when we started, that was a big thing for her. She was like, I'm well able to celebrate my friends when they like meet boyfriends and stuff. But she was like, I just have, I'm just so now... I can't even go there anymore. You know what I mean? And we went through all the experiences. And as you know, Patrick, once you change the emotion regarding anything in your past, you can change your belief around it and you're free from it. And that's just a really powerful, powerful place to get to. So we went back through all the relationships she had that made her feel really unworthy. And what we were able to effectively do is change the story and obviously we did some EFT to release some of the tears and the emotions that needed to come out that were locked up inside of her because that's why she was so avoidant to relationships because she was trying to avoid feeling and feeling that unworthiness and all these things that she'd attached to those experiences. So we let it out. We let it out of the bin. We actually looked at the situations more and more with like a fine tooth comb. And and she was like, this is actually nothing to do with me. And we were able to really, really see everything for what it was. In the meantime, she was doing a lot of confidence work with me. So like yourself, journaling, gratitude journaling, celebrating our wins. We were doing that on every call, really starting to see herself as more building up self-worth as well as releasing all the shit from the past. That's a powerful concoction of stuff is releasing from the past and then building your confidence and, and how you see yourself. That's like, whoa, superpower, right? So anyway, 
the universe came on and gave her all of a sudden out of nowhere this really like by the way amazing guy and she was like oh my god Sarah can't believe it because that was like a rare occasion for her because she didn't even attract it because it wasn't even in her scope of like you know what I mean she totally disassociated from it even happening so I think she went back in the apps and stuff but met a guy incredible was going really well and then he turned actually quite nasty and she said to me Sarah the old person I won't mention her name would have put up with it but she was like I'd done too much work on myself and she was like I actually ended it like I had to and and it was very hard for her right because for someone who's been through so much crap hasn't had a boyfriend in god knows how long and then this guy comes along but what was the universe doing it was testing her right it was probably testing her to see how much work have you actually done in your self-worth because your self-worth will define if you stay in that relationship or not end of there is no other sentence here, only that, right? So she'd done so much work on herself that she actually ended it, obviously with a massive fear of, oh God, like I probably, it'll probably take me so long before I meet someone again. Well, I don't think she actively had that fear because again, she'd done so much work on herself. But hey presto, along comes Romeo and now she is so happy with the most amazing, amazing guy. So it's almost like she got tested, her self-worth got tested. And I say this to girls dating, I'm like, once you settle, then that's a statement you're making to the universe. I deserve this, right? And I know that's really hard to digest for someone who's in the depths of something that's not good, right? And I totally resonate with you. I think we've all been there. But once you settle for less than you deserve and you make that choice, as Patrick said, okay, it's you making that choice. Uh, what I mean is you make the choice of how much you're worth, your self-worth, right? You'll keep getting that. And that will be a pattern in your life. But it's when you can stand up and say, no, this is what I deserve. And actually proactively walk away from the situations that 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 don't make you feel very worthy and say, no, this is what I want in careers and relationships, everything. And you're willing to wait. You're willing to not accept second best and not accept anything less. That's self-esteem. You know, that is self-worth, ultimate self-worth. You will start manifesting the life of your dreams because you're sure of what you want and you will not have anything less. Okay, back to you, Patrick. <laughs> Just drinking my water, and I was like, Amen. <laughs> I absolutely love that story. It makes me so happy when I see that because uh, I definitely had those situations as well. And I'm sure you did, where like I was being tested to see if I actually did the work to say absolutely not in my time of life to this type of person. And in fact, then it, it what happened after a while was that even, especially in the past year, is that the universe would not allow me to manifest certain things not related to relationships but like to other things it would not allow me to bring in what I was calling in or trying to call in because it wasn't good for me so like it stopped testing me for a while and it was like no I'm not bringing this in and then I then after a month later or something I would realize actually no that wasn't meant for me and I and now I see and now I see why kind of thing so that was really cool also have a little manifestation story for like worthiness work for manifesting a different job for manifesting money things like that because I know that's super super strong for people and obviously money is not everything but it's important for you to be like okay I can relax now and do the things that I want like go on those holidays without having that concern in your mind um I had I felt like it was so interesting how the timing of this client coming to me worked out because obviously I've left my job and I'm so freaking happy. Like I can't even. Oh, I'm celebrating. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm clapping for myself because I'm just like, oh my God, yes, finally full-time doing what I love and it feels so good, juicy, like celebrating myself 100% here. But yeah, so super happy and I just found it so interesting how the universe brought her to me at that time. I was like, wow, look at this. So this beautiful woman came to me and she was unemployed in her mom's house and she was so, so, so frustrated. Like she was really you know, needy of this job and rightly so. And I understood that. And firstly, of course, we needed to detach from the need. So what we did was basically the same as the gratitude work and be like, okay, what is happening here? What are you thankful for? Because you actually have a home to stay in, you know, all of those things that we talked about before. We needed to do that. But most importantly, it was the worthiness of money, the worthiness of feeling safe around money, feeling safe with a job. And if you have resentment for your current and old job, the same as if you have resentment towards your previous relationships, you're going to have to do the heavy lifting first. Because if you've got resentment for that previous thing, that previous person, it's going to be super difficult to be in the energy of receiving, of appreciation and of feeling worthy of something better. And that's super important if you've had that sort of circumstance. So she actually manifested a job within six six days of joining me. So that was like, I'm literally so, I you could imagine me, I was like jumping. I knew she could do it, but I needed her to do the inner work and do all of yeah. the workbooks, do all of the self-worth stuff. Because if you do not see yourself worthy and deserving of money, if you do not see yourself worthy and deserving of people treating you right in a job, if you're obviously going to have a fear of getting, of manifesting that money, of manifesting that job, because you have a fear of, well, I, I got treated unfairly in that previous job. So basically job equals pain, money equals pain, and that situation equals pain. So that manifestation will never come basically. So we need to work with that and also feel worthy of money in the sense of it's safe for that money to be in my energy and space. Like I can hold it. I was like, what about maybe making vaults? There was an issue with kind of thinking that there was an element of impulsiveness there. Like it's always either here or not here. So as soon as it gets here, it's out. And I think a lot of people have that sometimes. And it's that kind of fear that money will not be around your energy or space for long. And it's like, okay, money is actually, it's a relationship. Like what you have with money is a relationship, the way that you also have relationship with either your romantic partner or have a relationship with your friends. So what is the relationship with your money? What is the, in fact, not even yours, like money is everywhere. What is happening? Why do you not feel worthy of it being in your energy? Is it that you feel like you might mistreat it or it'll mistreat you? Do you think it'll, it'll be gone before you know it? The same that we can have that t- type of attachment style with a partner as well. So I find it super interesting because it was working with that worthiness of money, of the job and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. So she actually ended up attracting that, like after the interview, she voiced me. She was like, oh, God, I got it. I was like, of course you did, because it was so beautiful. Like I was just like, I was on the train at the time. So I was, I usually dance and like, basically yeah. like voice note really loud to my client when they manifest something. But I was on the train. So I was like, <laughs> so she did like increase. It was so funny. Like she, she increased her self-worth. So this means like literally writing out an inventory where you increase your self-worth. And this, I have an entire workbook for this, but it's basically just like 
clearly listing out what have you studied, what have you achieved, what have you accomplished, what jobs have you gotten. There is no way that you have not manifested something similar in your life, but now we're doing this better. But basically just like aligning with that self-love and actually embodying that, feeling that, like sensing that in every cell of your body so that you feel worthy of what you're bringing in. And we need to be in the energy of already having it as well. We've already spoken about detachment. We worked on detachment massively with the meditations, with the in-session releasing. On the first session, I literally just allowed her to release so much with, this is energetics, this is somatics, and it's so important important like you need to feel where the blocks are in your body we do that in the session and then self-worth is just super important so connecting with your higher self seeing how she actually feels about the job how she feels proud of herself how she actually believes in you and you need then in turn you believe in yourself because you already have it. Like, why wouldn't you have it? And then we get to the point where it's like, of course I get to have it. And we raise your vibration by basically just doing the gratitude work, being in the here and the now and feeling grateful for where you are right now. If you don't have the job, it's like, well, that's great because just before I get the job, I get to relax. And it was literally six days. So she still got to relax. (laughs) And you know, yeah, it's 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 gratitude. And it comes back to, like you said, it's a, I just wrote that down. Definitely send me that resource afterwards. I love the sound of that the self-worth one for your achievements and but again it doesn't go back to what you focus on grows yeah definitely 100 so she's focusing on the positives of her situation and she's also focusing on what makes her shit hot so that all of that energy is then it is um felt in the interview and also felt all around her and in herself so she just just feels so much better wow yeah and then like resentment is a big part because I feel like worthiness can be so damaged by you feeling resentful and not sort of letting go and forgiving the the things that have happened in the past. It's like, oh, but an employer never treated me right. I was like, of course you're blocking your manifestation because, and now in fairness, she didn't block it for long when she was with me clearly, but that's a good thing. But it's of course the with love and light, like you are blocking your manifestation completely because you feel like this will be a toxic thing. This is not a good thing. And this is not a safe thing for you to have. So within six days, we did did the resentment work. We did the worthiness work. We did the gratitude work. We increased her everything, like regulate, did a lot of regulation work. And it is that quick. It can be even quicker if you do the work right and you actually do it deeply and you take it seriously, it can be that quick for you to just get that money. And even if you feel desperate, like you can do the work to just detach and just increase your worth and let go of the things that did not make you feel worthy. You can be like, this was part of my story. This does not dictate who I am. It does not dictate what I'm worthy of. And just really continuously doing that work because I can assure you it makes all of the difference. And just ask yourself then like in terms of if you're feeling super tired in the work or business that you have like whatever you have like are you worthy are you just do you think you're deserving of being constantly tired in your job like this is another thing that I've seen I feel like the universe has actually placed me in that position for a reason as people manager in that company like I saw so much exhaustion and like basically devotion of a company that wasn't even theirs and like just feeling so fatigued burnt out and still staying because like oh but yeah but it's important because no I'm just like do you see how sad you are like it's like I wanted to help so badly but I'm just like if you do not see 
what it's doing to you if you do not see what you're actually taking and accepting constantly that cycle is going to keep going because the universe is saying okay she's staying in it so that means she obviously wants to stay this is what she chooses what you don't choose is more important than what you choose Because if you are saying yes to something that is not good for you, be it the relationship or the job or the stress from the business, you are saying, yes, I will keep this on. Every time that I chose to stay with a toxic partner or in an unhealthy relationship, I said yes. I said yes. So I was not saying no. So therefore I was saying yes. So you need to be super, super conscious of what you're saying no to and what you're choosing to stay in. And of course, it can be super hard if it's a job. Like it's like, yeah, but I need another one then or I need circumstances to change. Well, then let's start now. Like there is always a start, I can assure you, because there's just always a way of releasing and of changing the way that you set boundaries for yourself. The way that you say no is super important to basically tell yourself that you're worthy and deserving of rest. And it's such a huge topic, but rest is like so aligned with self-worth. It's like, I am worthy of stopping, of slowing down, of not taking everything on. And I was that person. Like I was like, I'm doing everything at once. And that can feel like an accomplishment for a high achiever, but it is not. It is not, you're actually like asking for more of that. And it's like the minute you notice that the minute you finish something, something else will come up. And it's like, no, this is, when you say no to that, it's like, you know what? It's time to rest. It's time for me to stop and actually embody that feminine energy of just flow, of deliciousness and of just basically spending the time on yourself so that you embody self-worth and a healthy self-esteem. Like, yeah, basically, if you're saying yes to things, it's also as important. It's just as well as important to say no to the things that you are no longer wanting to associate with, whether it's getting to the verge of burnout, whether it's doing all of the things like, yes, it's super nice to be like this high achieving woman. It's great. Trust me. I'm a perfectionist at times and I'm dealing with this all the time, trying to not be or releasing control and things like that. But We just need to get to the point where we're like, I'm actually worthy of rest. I'm worthy of relaxing and I'm worthy of taking it handy and feeling safe in my body, right? So that's self-worth. That's working on your self-worth every single day. It's not that easy when you haven't actually embodied it all your life, but you can set yourself reminders on your phone. Is it time to rest kind of thing? Like, is it write a note beside your laptop? What do I need to do now to basically embody that self-worth? What do I need? And asking yourself those simple questions every day. What is it that I need? What do what would make me feel good right now? What would make me feel well-rested, well-nourished? You know, all of the basic needs need to be met, but also anything above and beyond that, like just do whatever you can to remind yourself, to remind your body that it deserves the things that you want, basically. I love it. And boundaries are really important as well, like work boundaries. Like I've had so many clients as well who have done the whole staying way past work just for the sake of it. But I was like, but then you're like attracting more of it because the next day you're still staying late because you're not going to stop that cycle. So you need to ask yourself, why are you doing it? And since they've started like emailing back being like, do you know what, can I do that on Monday? Or actually just shutting down their laptop and turning off the phone or whatever. They're so much happier and they get less 
shit thrown at them in work. Does that make sense? Because they're not accepting it anymore. So it's, yeah, there's so much of it. It's like clothes as well. It's such a big part of self where It's like, are you wearing clothes to represent like an older version of you? Full disclosure, guys, I was still wearing my maternity knickers for so long. <laughs> and I was like, how am I supposed to feel good about myself when I'm still doing this? No, but honestly, I'm going to be straight out with you, right? And I'm like, and then you're still in that energy of the pregnant woman, right? But that's just a small example. It's like, how do you expect to feel good about yourself if you're wearing clothes that represent either like an older version of you to hide your body, things like that? I just wanted to say that I do think clothes have such a big part of your psychology. So go out and buy yourself some nice new best self version clothes, whatever you're doing in life and step into the energy embody that person it's kind of like your hair as well what way would she wear her hair what way would she do this what way would she do this so that's a lot to do with your self-worth as well I just want to if it's okay with you Patria, I want to go through the self-worth balloon so this is an activity that I take my clients on and you'd be very surprised actually how many people don't know what they are they're not like consciously aware of like how they view themselves and what they base their self-worth on, right? So I'm just going to quickly grab it. So basically, the way I like to look at self-worth is I call it the balloon, okay? So you can either fill up your balloon with air or you can fill it up with sand, right? And basically, air represents anything that is external to ourselves and can appear in the form of a comparing ourselves to others so like gossiping about other people b depending on others validation like compliments etc attention from the preferred sex alcohol drugs sex social media gratification clothing and money so basically air it basically kind of means if you take one pop at the air you're completely deflated so you spend your time a lot of a lot of your time in kind of highs or lows. Highs if you get compliments from other people, if you get loads of likes in your social media posts, if you, you know what I mean, it's like a dopamine hit basically. And then like lows if that's not the case. So it's not a very stable kind of a sense of self-worth. However, if you fill your balloon with sand, which is what we should be referring to our self-worth, we, it, if a small bit comes out of the balloon, it doesn't hit you as much. It, it's not as a, much of a big deal. And it's just a much more stable, sturdier way of viewing yourself. Plus, it should be the case for you, okay? Because all those things I talked about before, external to you, and there are never anything that you can control. So sand represents anything that we work on to fill ourselves up. And it's more of an internal satisfaction, such as healthy relationships, okay? And if you're listening to this, go and make a list of like incredible relationships in your life that make you feel so good, okay? Number two, having a vision and goals, your direction, your vision board that we've spoken about, what you're focused on achieving, your life, the way, whatever direction you want your life to go on, like that should be what you attach to your self-worth, right? Having hobbies, your own hobbies, having a healthy body and mind, career and talents, building confidence and skill, self-care practices. So this is pretty much about your life and the direction that you want to take it in. And that should be what you attach to your self-worth more than anything that you just absolutely cannot control. Because the more of your self-worth that you attach to that stuff that you can't control, the more you're going to feel deflated. And that's why we say when a needle touches our balloon, if it is filled with air, the whole balloon explodes. It's because we're depending on something external or superficial for gratification. We're putting something on a pedestal that we cannot control because it is external. We need to focus on filling our balloon with sand to be happy. How will you do this going forward? So it's something that you guys can do after this episode is think, okay, what am I 
now, like you said, detaching from when it comes to self-worth and that what can I focus, what can I influence to feel more confident, to feel better about myself? I love that. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Now, guys, there you go. That's your journaling <laughs> for the next week. <laughs> uh, no, I love that stuff. I do have like also quite a, a lovely bit of stuff. And I love the concept of filling yourself with things that actually matter as opposed to filling yourself up with or depending actually relying on the opposite Mm. sex or the same sex giving you compliments like like in your posts and things like that it's only going to last about five seconds it's not something to rely on guys like I generally used to properly rely on like my ex to be like you're you look great like no that is so that no wonder like my self-worth was down to like under the ground not even on the ground Mm. So I love it. And I actually got this exercise from Sharina, my previous coach, and it was to write a love letter or even just like a normal letter to yourself for you to see it in the morning as if someone basically wrote it to you and you write it the night before and just like say good morning or something like that and just say like you look great and you're amazing for doing this and basically as if literally someone else was writing to you. And it's a really lovely thing to do because it's so super simple, but it's like literally just showing love to yourself. And it's basically you're literally the one working on your self-worth. Like that is you doing the thing that you're looking for someone else to do. I also have a workbook on working on healing the rejection and not good enough wound, which is like basically relating to self-worth completely. And that's super important because it's we've all been through particular situations that have impacted the way we think about ourselves, about how we should be treated and about what we think we might deserve. And the reality is that almost most of the thoughts and beliefs that we currently have have actually been built from the moment we were born up until now. And particularly our early childhood years are the ones that dictate what we tend to absorb from our parents, our siblings and anybody else around us. And I go into basically explaining like what is not true about the not good enough wound because it's a false wound, like it's a wound, but it's not a true representation of who you are. Like you're literally just a beautiful being that is made up of love, like you are actually perfect as you are, but we don't see that. And we've got like basically the source, the source bundle, which is like external and internal. So For example, external, maybe like parent neglect, comparison, observing how society rejects certain appearance traits and internal would be like forgetting to look after yourself mentally and physically, not listening to your wants, goals and desires, not being able to say no and have adequate boundaries, all of that stuff. So external would be what has happened to you. Internal would be what you do to yourself now or not do. And then it would be like, what do I do to clear that belief? What patterns do you notice from your bundle? Is there anything that repeated itself that you actually brought on or that you kept going or whether it was a relationship or something like that? And are there any reasons and logical evidence in that bundle that you've actually gathered that dictates that you're not good enough? Because the likelihood is that there is no evidence. Like, yes, those things happen to you, but there's no single source of evidence that says you are not worthy. And if there is, and if you find one, it's a fake one. So if you say, oh, but it should be normal for me to have this certain body type, like, no, that is not, that is false evidence. And you need to catch on your own BS because it's like, you know, that your mind has certain programs and so this is this workbook is super good to actually like let go of those 
old programs, old beliefs, and just basically making it clear to you and making it super obvious that they're actually false and that you don't need to rely on them to have a healthy level of self-worth and self-esteem, seeing where it's coming from, noticing the patterns and what is it that would help you to stop this pattern that you're not good enough, basically, which is false. And according to what exactly so for example it would be like oh what I see on Instagram oh what my ex said oh what my my dad said one time like they are all false so we need to actually see that they're not true they're completely false and they have nothing to do with who we are today and what we choose to believe and then the workbook goes on and on but basically it's just about clearing anything that says you're not worthy, that it's normal for you to be rejected, that it's okay for you to see yourself that way. And then in terms of self-worth inventory, it would be basically building you up, overcoming self-doubt, because it's such an important part of actually clearing any unnecessary noise and bringing in what you actually want to create in your life. And how you see yourself is how everything else sees you right? So if you're able to yeah. see yourself from a healthy perspective and you're seeing yourself as more than good enough, successful and worthy of success and worthy of love, then others are going to see you that way. Your energy is so important and it's going to radiate onto others. It's going to radiate onto what you attract basically. And just yeah. you, at the end of the day, you're going to project what you feel about yourself. So we need to be super conscious of what we're thinking about ourselves. I know it can be tiring at the start, but you need to be very aware of how you're viewing yourself, what you're thinking about yourself when you see yourself in the mirror and how you actually view yourself in one year's time. Like all of those things are super important because if you're thinking, you're writing down your goals, but then throughout the day, you're thinking not a chance, like that is not going to happen. I'm really just any self-doubt thoughts. We need to nail them down and say, hey, let's write these down and, and just ridicule them a little bit and be like, I'm sorry. I know you're trying to keep me safe with these programs, but I choose not to pay attention to them. And then just like treat that self-worth documentation like a living process just be like okay the more that I write down my achievements the more that I actually attract better I'm increasing the likelihood of me getting these things because I can see myself basically doing those things like I've already done it I've already achieved so much I've already done so much and I've already attracted so many amazing things so it's like literally just keeping track of all of those things that have already happened and that you were able to attract literally writing down everything you've studied writing down like your personal achievements like what have I done whether it's small or big writing down career achievements writing down anything that any success that you're responsible for, what did you help someone do, transformations that you've helped to provide, things you have actually manifested and basically just creating that that version of you that actually, yeah, I am capable of it. Like I've done it before. I'm capable, like I'm more than capable. And that documenting that, like writing those things down and journaling on those things is going to basically increase your self-worth and your ability to believe in yourself and it sounds super complex, but when you actually look at the document, it's not. <laughs> so basically, there are plenty of ways that you can work actively, actively work on your self-worth and realize that you do, in fact, deserve whatever you're striving towards and the life that you want to create. 
And with that said, that's basically it from my part. <laughs> Thank you so much. And can I ask actually, Patrick, can the girls access that workbook or is it more for your one-to-one clients? Is there any? Yes. It's my one-to-one, but if you ever need some journaling prompts, I'll give it to you. Actually, in fact, like it's super important to also connect to your higher self in this way. So like ask, just spend like literally 30 to 45 minutes, one of the, one of the days this week, asking yourself, what does my higher self, what does the version of me that already has these things that has already succeeded in these things? What are her self-care practices and how does she think about herself? What does she believe about herself? What does she believe about her capabilities? Because if you already know that, if you're already journaling on that, then you're getting one step closer to her each day. And you need to think that way. You need to see yourself as completely worthy and deserving. And write again, write a letter to yourself to see in the morning as if you're like your higher self writing to yourself because you know I think, you know, if you're here listening to this, I think you know that you're deserving of amazing things, but you just need to actually feel that. (laughs) 100%. And we hope that these episodes, the way they're flowing into one another, you're able to do some of the the work each like biweekly, like we do to our clients, biweekly sessions. Because honestly, once you get your pen to paper, it's the best coach you'll ever have. Once you get self-aware, once you get clear and listen, and I always say it, you could get one person who pays a couple of grand for a program. You could get one person that eats up all the information that we're giving you in the podcast and you can have the exact same transformation. And I really do believe in that. It depends on your willingness to now step out of your own way and grow. So please don't take for a second that you cannot absolutely change your life using the information that we're giving you in this podcast. And we really, really hope a lot of you are on the way to it or fully immersed in it already. You're like, come on with the next episode. I'm ready for the next part. Okay, so I want to, what I might do, Patrick, to finish this up is I very quickly want to give you, it's a little self-esteem challenge that I've often given to my clients. It's a really nice kind of a small one and a really simple one that you can maybe kind of use as we close out this episode with all the other notes that you've taken on it. Okay, so I'm just going to quickly call them out and you guys can take whatever inspiration that you need from them. Okay, so the first one is to self-accept. So start with radical self-acceptance, acceptance of everything in your life that has happened to date, acceptance of the sides of yourself that you admire and that you don't admire. Any image of perfection that you've conjured up in your mind, it doesn't exist. We all have flaws. We all have parts of ourselves that we like. We all have parts of ourselves that we don't like. And it's about acceptance mode and like working on the parts that you don't like as best as you can, if that makes sense. So how would I say it? A lot of people build up this image in their mind of if I look like this or if I was this person, my life would be quite easy or everything would be better. BS, that doesn't exist. She doesn't exist. So you need to mourn her ASAP and start accepting all parts of you, okay? So acceptance of your situation as it is now, like Patrick was saying with her client earlier, letting go of any ill feelings about yourself, like resentment of other people, acceptance of how you feel about yourself and your life at present. I promise if I asked you to swap lives with somebody else, you wouldn't. So accept everything as it is now, okay? You're not your past. Your past constitutes of events that surrounded you. It has nothing to do with you and your life at present. You can absolutely set your own navigation system, no matter what happened before. 
we are absolute <laughs> examples of that, to be honest. Let's not let's be clear on that. So number two, begin a daily gratitude practice. Write down a couple of sentences each night of different areas of your life that you feel grateful for. Use this time in your favor. I like to use a beautiful journal, light some candles and play some music while I write. Sometimes I close my eyes just to really zone into the feeling of gratitude for specific moments, memories, people and parts of myself I am grateful for. Number three, credit yourself for how far you've come. At night, make sure to write down an accomplishment list as well. So feel into that feeling of pride. It doesn't have to be night, it could be any time. Celebrate yourself, give yourself a pat on your back, give yourself a hug. They do this a lot at the Tony Robbins seminars is like that whole loving yourself. It's a big part of NLP. Don't be afraid to acknowledge what didn't go according to plan that day and accept it as it is. Surrender and practice acceptance. Be patient with yourself. Remind yourself that failure doesn't exist. There's only feedback. I love that. Go through your day seeing everything as feedback and, and you'll naturally stop labeling certain outcomes as either good or bad. So just basically a little accomplishment list at night. It can be, it doesn't have to be for that day. It can be for anything. Write down th- 10 things you love about yourself and 20 things you are good at. You'll really, really um, struggle with that. But literally, literally just write whatever comes to your mind, but you must do it. You have to do 10 things that you love about yourself and 20 things that you're good at. Number five, love this one, right? Ask three people what is lovable about you. So ask three loved ones why you matter to them and what makes you lovable as a person. Sometimes we are numbed by our blind spots as we consistently try to be better than yesterday. Most of us are programmed in such a way that we just don't celebrate ourselves enough. By stepping back and asking a loved one what they love about you or what they see in us, it can be a real confidence boost. That totally goes against everything I said earlier about the balloon. But this is just a nice small little practice um, for you to really open your eyes to like how special and important you are. Okay, so spend time with people that lift you up is an obvious one. So like we said in the last one, the energy you surround yourself has a real impact on your confidence and self-worth. So just make sure that you are spending your time with those who make you feel really good. Number seven, develop a specific relationship with health and fitness. Okay, massive impact on your self-worth and confidence is when you can set yourself a little plan for your fitness and nutrition and actually wake up and stick to it every day. Wow, that's such a self-worth booster because you're showing to yourself, I can do this and you're keeping a promise to yourself. Okay, you're showing trust. Remember, confidence means confidere, which means to trust in Latin, okay? Number eight, develop a self-concept instead of fretting about your appearance. Really difficult one. But remember, appearance judgments are so subjective. People are more attracted to your energy. End of. How do you get into a high energy state that is attractive to others? Everything we said, like your client, okay? What am I really good at? What makes me shit hot? Then she got the interview because she goes in and she exudes that confidence, right? So people can smell and see and feel that confidence off you. And when it comes to looks and physical appearance, well, that's just something you can't control. Like beauty is subjective. Unfortunately, you will. What you find good looking, it doesn't mean somebody else finds good looking. Okay, yes, work on yourself, your self-appearance, your health and fitness, of course. But then you need to let go of anything that's out of your control and realize that it's such a waste of time to overanalyze it all the time because you cannot control it. Okay. People are different. People are attracted to different faces, body shapes, hairstyles and features. It's a waste of time fixating on this as a source of happiness. Do more of what feels good to you. Be authentically yourself. Build that confidence and then your energy will attract somebody of similar energy. 
Number nine, and I'll stop now, aim to do things, two things that scare you once a week. Love this one. This is getting out of your comfort zone, showing yourself you can do it. Okay, so for the next 30 days, choose two actions a week that scare the life out of you in this moment. With previous clients, this has looked completely differently. It might be a hike, a gym class, signing up for a race, texting somebody to me for a coffee, going somewhere by yourself, going on the dating scene, dressing up for your partner, building a business, aim for two a week and make a promise to yourself that life can feel more exciting. Number 10, last one, become an observer of yourself rather than just feeling negatively. We're all prone to anxious thinking based on a series of life events and limiting beliefs. Okay, it's hard to think logically when our hearts are racing and our heads are spinning with doubt and self-criticism. The key here is learning about mindfulness, meditation, and introducing some simpler practices into your daily life. There are online courses for under $100 and countless books on mindfulness and meditation. These are the areas I always recommend my clients to learn more about because, and I know you're a big on meditation and breathwork, et cetera, Patry, as well. Becoming the observer and slowing down and being in stillness is your key to understanding yourself better and living a more confident and grounded and calmer life. Okay, so that's a whole other area we can get. We can actually have, do we have an episode yet on meditation and breath work and things like, oh, dear Jesus, that'll probably take nope. up about five. <laughs> but yeah, sorry guys, that's a small little challenge. You can just quickly jot down those points. And that's a self-esteem challenge actually that I send to my clients sometimes just to get into that vibration like me and Patry have spoken about. But I hope you enjoyed that. Yes, I like, that's the thing. It's like, remember that. Even if you have worked with a therapist, even if if you've worked with a coach, like even to this day, I still find some little nuggets that I'm like, oh, I could definitely do some work on that. Definitely do some work. Like we're not all like I have immaculate, perfect self-worth. It's no. it, it's not like that. It's every day you find something that you're like, wow, OK, something came up and that's something from the past and I'm going to work through it. Do you know what I mean? Even us, like 100%. And, I talked about yeah. this even with my event. Like, I think I was saying to you how it was like a slower seller than my first one originally. And straight away I went into like, oh, my God. And, and, my, and, and I actually read this. This is so weird. This happened. And then James Smith actually sent an email because he sends these like daily emails. I don't know if you know him. And he talks about how the brain, as soon as your character is kind of under threat, which it wasn't, the brain starts looking for all the other things like from your past that confirms, oh yeah, you're not good enough. It's so, so weird. And then I was like, okay, Sarah, use your logical brain here. It's summertime. People aren't as online as much. The event is still two months away. And it's so funny. You do like something happens that's just a Nikon experience from my life but something happens and straight away and Patrick I'm sure you felt this numerous times your character you question everything yeah am I good it's enough a, yeah. oh my god yeah. it's and like you said it's about sitting down accepting it processing it and then just using that kind of logic brain to be like actually what is the key what is going on here not how yeah. I feel what is going on here and again how can I move forward through it how can I be better? Sometimes it's it's feedback, isn't it? It's like, how can I do things better? How can I keep moving forward? Like resilience. Yeah. yeah. Like not being defeated by something is huge. Again, self-worth. Yeah. Your reticular activating system will always look for evidence where it shouldn't. <laughs> so we need to be conscious of the RAS and just be like, okay, that's not true. Let's move forward and just mm-hmm. notice that it, that it's a pattern. It's a pattern and we can easily break it and just be consistent with our new beliefs. Absolutely. And it is all the stuff that we're saying today. The main thing is it's the general feeling of I am good enough. Actually, I'm more than enough. 
and I'm blessed and I'm grateful for what I have in a nutshell. I'm amazing. <laughs> that's all you need to say. I'm incredible. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's the affirmation um, we need to build up to. But you might not be there right yeah. now, but you know, you'll be building up to it. But it's opening your eyes as well. It's opening your eyes to how shit hot you are and how shit hot your life actually is instead of feeling in victimhood or in resentment mode or it's like you said energetics it's being in the high vibrational frequencies as long as you possibly can or as much as you possibly can yes 100 so thank you guys for being here for listening and again if you ever want to reach out to us we're here on instagram and we'll be happy to be in touch and thank you and i'll see you in the next one thanks guys